Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Weekly MTG. It's very special today, not only because we have some of the last Double Masters previews, but because Steve is the producer today. I am. I am in charge of the fate of the stream today, which is kind of insane. Uh, Sean is taking a much-needed vacation, and because I have some minor experience in running uh, the <laughs> broadcast software, I get to run that today. So if you see me looking off screen... With, with an odd expression on my face, it is because I'm trying to figure out how to transition over to the next scene. So that's really fun. Uh, but yeah, we've got a lot of good stuff coming today, Blake. Yeah, so we're going to show off the last two mythics, one of which has been leaked that, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to it. Uh, and then we're also going to show off a handful of commons and uncommons, and we're going to talk through the draft archetype of Double Masters. So we spent a lot of time in Double Masters preview season focusing on the rares and mythics because there are so many in this set. Uh, but it would mean, what it means is we've kind of shortchanged uh, the limited environment a little bit. So we're going to spend some time talking about that today. We're going to go through uh, all 10 archetypes and what they mean. We're going to show some of the cards, uh, some commons and uncommons that work in those archetypes. Uh, and we'll take your questions and we'll answer ones that we can. But before we get to that, He's going to do the news. Yeah, we got a a little bit of news today. Uh, Not too much, but one of them is definitely something that you guys have all heard before. As you may or may not know, this weekend is the Arena Open, and the format is historic. Uh, Obviously, no pre-qualification needed. You can just jump in and play. It is a two-day event, but you have to qualify for day two. Begins on August 1, starting at 8 a.m. Pacific time, and you can uh, enter as many times as you uh, feel like and if you until you qualify or even after you qualify but it won't earn you more qualifications just the one so uh check it out you can win up to two thousand dollars in cash prizes really really cool super fun time the other thing that is coming down the line this weekend are the players tour finals top eight on august 1 so if you are not playing Wait. in the arena open you can watch on twitch.tv magic more details are available on magic.gg there was a really great uh top eight breakdown by frank carson that went up there today i'd encourage you to read it uh but yeah it should be a really fun time some really cool decks on display and just uh you know the pinnacle of play that top eight of the players tour so check it out uh and that brings us to our next segment blake the one that everybody has been waiting for which is the final mythic rares of double masters it's it's not the segment where I talk about my super cool biopsy. That's not the that's not the segment everybody. I mean, you could you to. could talk about it. I would I would love to hear about it. What's what's going on with yeah, that? There was, a, there was a click. It was a thing. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> um, let's talk about mythics instead. I mean, we could sit here and talk. I mean, like, Steve, how are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty, let that. This is mean. This is mean to chat. We should just show them. We should talk about the mythics. We should show them. Uh, what do you, some of them have already got some so far. Yeah, but yeah probably, let's let's probably. let's let's throw the first of our final two mythics all right, up there. Here we go. A commander all star. Thank you for saying all star. I appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> it's Riku of two reflections. Riku of the two reflections. Uh, so it's a mythic. It's a very popular commander card. Uh, it's maybe declined in popularity a little lately as other good teamer commanders came up, but Riku was kind of the first, like, really good teamer commander that people built around. So, oh, and I definitely just showed it. Yep. <laughs> this is what this is what happens when Sean's not here. This is what happens when Sean's uh, not here. Sean, I apologize. come back. Sean, right, come back, I'll, please. Sean, come back. Uh, let's go to the second preview yeah, sure, card. We it. It let's just do it. Let's just do it. 
<laughs> it's I mean, Imperial it Recruiter. It's a, it is Imperial Recruiter. A lot of people get this because of number crunch. Uh, they figured out what mythics were even available and would make sense. Uh, so Imperial Recruiter, which was uh, first reprinted with Masters 25 a couple of years ago, and now gets its second reprinting here in um, uh, Double Masters. And actually, it goes really well with Riku of the Two Reflections. This is a card you would definitely want to play in your Riku deck. Very powerful. It's been part of combo decks in Eternal formats for a while. Uh, very good card for right now. Um, so yeah, so I want to go back a second to yeah. the leaks because Riku of Two Reflections was leaked uh, I think through an eBay uh, auction today. And I just want to say a little something about uh, leaks. So leaks during preview season, they're a little annoying for me. They're a little annoying for us as a company, but um, they are actually more harmful for our content creators, which, which sucks. Um, we had a, a big leak over the weekend and a bunch of cards that a bunch of content creators had like planned content for, had shot videos, uh, and it was kind of all undone. And it's, you know, it's, it's interesting when people come across content that hasn't been released. One, don't release it. Just, just don't. But um, I know a lot of people feel like Wizards of the Coast doesn't care, or they don't care about Wizards of the Coast, whether it hurts us or not, which is, which is fine. You don't have to like big businesses, but um, doing it, during preview season really only hurts content creators. So I always feel bad for that, for the ones who have their uh, their big moment kind of spoiled or, or shaken or whatever. So I would encourage people to think about that if they come across stuff that it's, it's not really hurting Wizards of the Coast, it, it hurts the content creators. Uh, so let's go to, uh, I'm gonna, I chat just so you know, I have, I've been on a little, so I haven't been paying attention to chat questions, but we are going to watch chat questions. If you have questions about Double Masters or anything else related, uh, feel free to throw them in chat. And we're going to try to watch it and answer them as best as we can. Uh, but in the meantime, Steve, let's start talking about the rest of the cards, uh, many of which have not been leaked. Yeah, so we've got a lot of really sweet commons and uncommons that we're going to show today. Uh yeah, I guess we'll just we'll just go right into it. Blake, do you want to talk yeah. about this first one here? I'm going to put it up on the screen. Yeah, so the first one is a very flexible card from Amentet Block that uh, is actually a really strong card in Canadian Highlander, which is one of my favorite formats. Uh, it's got two relevant abilities, and you almost always will be able to use one of those abilities in every matchup. And so that kind of flexibility is what makes it really uh, powerful in formats that are singleton and that don't have a sideboard like Canadian Highlander. So um, it's a great, happy to see it, happy to see it at Common, at Common, and uh, yeah. So oh, it is about a braid. So you know, a braid is is great. It's wonderful removal. This next spell that we're going to show is also great at removing creatures from the battlefield. It's cast down. Uh, cast down, destroy target non-legendary creature. It doesn't get, mm -hmm. I guess it does get simpler than that, but it, do, it doesn't get much <laughs> more simple than that. Uh, yep. two, two mana instant speed removal spell. Uh, you know, cards that are really, really amazing in limited play. Uh, and just like generally really, really good to have around. I mean, I think the one place that it doesn't 
necessarily do as much work as a format like Commander, where you do yep. kind of want to get the Commander, but uh, otherwise this is a really great removal spell. I'm always happy to see it, always happy to open it, happy to have one, happy to see it at Common, again. Yep. Well, yeah. and, you know, the great thing about this being downshifted into Common is in Popper, there aren't Common Legendary creatures. Right. That's just not a thing. So it's destroyed... So this is just yeah. destroy target creature for two mana in Popper, uh, which is just a huge upgrade on so many other spells. Pretty, pretty amazing. Pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. Very excited to see it here. Uh, Blake, we've talked a lot about removal spells, but our next card is a creature, correct? So this is one of my favorite creatures, um, not necessarily from the set it was originally printed in, which is uh, Shards of Alara, but it was one of my favorite cards in uh, the original Modern Masters because it was such a key to the artifact archetype in that format. So let's see Esper Zoa. And so this is uh, one of the places that we're going to talk about the archetypes in uh, Double Masters. So as everyone knows, there is a really heavy artifact theme in Double Masters. And this is going to be key to a lot of archetypes uh, that utilize artifacts, but especially it's going to be very important in blue, white, and blue, black. So um, blue-white is about artifacts, but it's about having them in play. And then blue-black, also an artifact archetype, but it's more concerned with enter the battlefield triggers and dies triggers. So when you're looking at enter the battlefield triggers, so, you know, little trinkets that draw cards or little trinkets that do little things when they come into play, Esprazo is going to give you an opportunity to reuse those. Sorry. Um, and so it's going to be key to those kind of archetypes. Now, one of the things that Brian Hawley, who was one of the, uh, the masterminds behind Double Masters, let me know is that there are kind of two clusters in this set. There's a blue, black, white cluster that is very focused on artifacts. And then there's a red, green, black cluster that is very concerned with things uh, dying or the morbid ability. So um, Esprazo is obviously going to be in that blue, white, black kind of Esper cares about artifacts cluster. And it's going to be very powerful in almost any deck that has a good number of artifacts to reuse. And uh, that's kind of true of our next card too, which is in that mm -hmm. uh, potentially blue-white artifact cluster, but could just be in the blue cluster, could be in the white cluster. Uh, it's Glass Dust Hulk, which, uh, you know, whenever another artifact enters the battlefield under your control, gets plus one, plus one till end of turn and can't be blocked this turn. So... There you go. It wants to. It combos with Esper Zoa and that it bounces your cheap little uh, bauble or your cheap little spell bomb and just you know mm -hmm. plays it again. Glass Dust Hulk pumps up for a little bit and gets in. And the cycling for hybrid white blue is just a nice little piece of piece of cherry on the on the top of the artifact Sunday right there. Yeah, you're always gonna play this in your white blue artifact decks because again, about having artifacts in play. But you know, you'll also play this in some. Uh, base white or base blue decks that can't actually cast it just because the cycling ability is so um, easy and relevant. It's super um, flexible and like in double masters, it's really hard to like miss and not get your 22nd, 23rd card in your draft. But if you do, this is here to kind of cycle for whatever. Uh, next up, we're going to go to uh, so blue-red uh, traditionally is kind of a, uh, a spells archetype. 
it, it is not a spells-focused archetype in this set. Uh, Blue-red in Double Masters is, Brian put it as, artifact cheatery. So uh, reanimating or putting artifacts directly into play. Uh, Hinder is going to be more, our next card, Hinder, uh, is going to be a card that is more focused on, um, you know, nabbing an important spell here or there. You're not really going to build a, a control deck or a deck that is looking to counter and kill a, a bunch of stuff. Um, but Hinder's also a really important card in Commander because often putting cards on the bottom of the library are far more important than letting them go to the graveyard. Um, obviously, it used to be more powerful when you could uh, counter a commander and put the commander on the great on the bottom of the library, but that rule was changed, I want to say a year or two ago. Um, so still a very powerful card and commander, um, still widely played, but uh, not the monster that it used to be. I do remember getting hindered every once and again, and it just felt yeah. so, so bad. By the way, the uh, to the people in chat that were saying the volume was a little bit low, I did turn it up a bit. Hopefully that helps. Uh, speaking of turning it up a bit, uh, the next card that we have does turn up, I believe, some some of your creature's stats, if I'm correct. It is Good transition. Invigorate. Invigorate. <laughs> uh, so, Blake, the archetypes for green, there are obviously a bunch of them, but uh, red-green... Their uh, their main thing is like pumping up power mm -hmm. toughness, right? So this yep. would be a really good card for that red green archetype. But generally, it's also just a very good combat trick. Yeah. So red green uh, uses a lot of pumps, and then uh, green white is kind of a go wide token strategy. And giving plus four plus four to like a one one token is obviously a pretty big game. Uh, this card is also, you know, in fact has fallen off in recent years both in Modern and in Legacy, but it's still a playable deck. And Invigorate is a key piece of that deck where uh, giving an opponent life just doesn't matter. And where plus four, plus four uh, to an infect creature is kind of like giving plus eight, plus eight to a regular creature. So this spell is really powerful in infect strategies, uh, but is also going to be something you want to snap up in draft as well. Uh, this next card is uh, a part of that that sort of archetype you were saying earlier about the the red blue archetype, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's is it charm? Is it charm? Is it is it charm? Is it, it, it is charm? it is charm. <laughs> so besides just being a super flexible card, um, you know when you get cards like say trash for treasure, which is a rare in this set. Is it Charm is one of the cards that can let you put one of your artifacts in the graveyard to get it back with Trash for Treasure or similar spells. So when um, you know when we describe blue red artifact as like reanimating stuff, you need spells to get the artifacts in the graveyard, obviously. Excuse me. And is it Charm is one of the ways to do that. Is it Charm holds a special place in my heart because it was the first FNM promo that I ever got by going undefeated <laughs> at an FNM. Uh, mm -hmm. The first one ever, I drafted mono red in uh, in Gate Crash. It was very difficult to draft a mono mono colored deck in that format, so yeah, I was pretty proud of it. Uh, the next card is a card that I, I I love. This card, this card's awesome. It's Pongify, like destroy target creature. It can't be regenerated. Its controller jet creates a three three green ape creature mm -hmm. token. I love that. I think it's hilarious. Uh, card's very good too. Like it's a very good limited card. Uh, in some instances, you can 
destroy your own 1-1 and make a 3-3, but in most instances you're removing your opponent's, like, giant guy and giving yep. him a 3-3 in return. Well, and, you know, especially in Commander, where a 3-3 with no abilities basically doesn't matter. Right. Like, in, in Commander, this is essentially blue swords of fighters. It destroys instead of exiles, but it's a, you know, one-mana instant way to be rid of any creature. And so, again, another powerful Commander card. Uh, to everyone asking about pauper stuff. So we are going to, after I, we get off the air for this show, we're going to actually get um, get on the computer, and I'm going to push some buttons, and the full set's going to be live. So if you head to dailymtg.com uh, shortly after this stream is over, we will reveal the full set, and you can check out anything uh, that's in pauper that was shifted or Take a look at it there. Uh, but we have more cards. We have more cards. We have, we have a couple more <laughs> cards to talk about. Um, Ravenous Intruder. Yeah. Uh, this is its first reprint. It wasn't printed uh, too long ago. It came about in Kaladesh for the first time. But this is, uh, so again, in draft archetypes, the black-red archetype is about sacrifice. And again, in a format with so many artifacts that are lying around, this is going to play right into that sacrifice archetype where you're sacrificing, again, spell bombs or little baubles that are lying around uh, to make your Ravenous Intruder that much bigger. So if you end up or are looking to go into the red-black sacrifice archetype, Ravenous Intruder is going to be a very important important common or uncommon uh and of course the art is just fantastic it's going after that masterpiece soul ring or the Kaladesh invention soul ring and about to devour it which is which would be sad it, it would be very sad, sad. <laughs> yeah. uh speaking of artifacts one mana artifacts at that it's not soul ring but uh it is a card that i'd seen do a lot of work in the affinity deck back when the affinity deck was uh was a little bit more prevalent in modern mm -hmm. uh it is spring leaf drum yep it is a one man uh, artifact that also makes mana but it's not soul <laughs> rank <laughs> yeah so um also a really strong card in artifact strategies like you said uh this one is not downshifted for um pauper but it already is pauper legal it was originally printed as a common and is uh, now back, is, it is, I don't want to say widely played in Pauper, but it's played in enough decks that it's definitely relevant for Pauper. Uh, it's relevant for affinity strategies and artifact strategies. Um, so yeah, uh, Spring Leaf Drum, not surprised to see it back. Uh, happy to see it back. Uh, almost last, but not, so this is our second to last new card that we're going to reveal. Uh, let's stick with the artifact theme. So this is one of those little trinkets that's going to be lying around. We've got Welding Jar. Zero Weld mana regenerated artifact. Yeah. yeah. Seems good. Mm -hmm. So again, it is a common here, or sorry, an uncommon here, um, but was originally printed as a common back in Mirrodin. So it is Hopper legal. Um, I think this is the first reprinting of welding jar too it's definitely been a bit yeah I, th I think it was only in, i'm looking at gather right now yeah it was only in mirrodin so um welcome back welding jar it's it's been a while it's 
it doesn't really even in even when Mox, well, you know, it did see some play when Mox was still legal in modern because it enabled the fast Mox starts and the prison archetypes would often play Welding Jar to protect something like Ensnaring Bridge. Those, those decks aren't played nearly as much because Mox is no longer legal. Uh, but Welding Jar is a, you know, zero mana to protect them, their artifact, very strong in artifact strategies, uh, very strong in artifact strategies that just need artifacts in play. Um, so yeah, welcome back, Welding Jar. It is upshifted, but it is uh, still very much pauper legal. Um, one thing I do want to do before we start answering questions, and if you have questions, again, sorry, haven't really been paying attention. Um, we've been it's weird when Sean's not here because we have to do all the other things. Wait, uh, what's this? I'm doing all the other things. Steve, Some, we, have we, we, as a, we as a, a crew have to do all the other things. Yeah. Uh, so chat, I'm going to just dump the limited archetype descriptions in chat right now uh, so that you can see them all. I hope that formats correctly so that it's readable. There we go. Maybe, nope, they're definitely not readable. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Blake. Amazing. Uh, okay. Um, let's pretend it's readable. Let's pretend it's readable. Uh, we do have one more card that we want to we wanna preview. It's a weird one. We do I'm, have one like, more I haven't card. seen this one in a very, very long time. This is a really odd one. Well, it's uh, also down, been downshifted. Yes, yes. This used to be uh, this used to be a rare. It was originally printed as a rare. Yep. Uh, it's not anymore. This is Yavamaya's Embrace. Uh, this is an enchantment card that is control magic combined with giving that creature plus two plus two and trample. It costs five generic mana, a green and two blue. It has been a very long time since I have seen this card. It it has actually not been reprinted so, ever. Yeah, and one of the um, one of the things that you put in that uh, that godly gook of archetypes at the very end, you can see uh, blue green big ramp. This definitely yep. is uh, this qualifies. Falls in, this yeah, is, this falls into yeah. that category for if sure. If you are drafting blue green big ramp, this is uh, a premium uncon because you're gonna be able to get to eight mana, and then when you do, you'll steal their best thing, and it gets bigger. So yeah, it is actually oh. Mystery Booster. Yep, that's right. It was yep. in Mystery Booster. I didn't uh, see it, though. I never drafted a copy yeah. of that card. I played a lot of Mystery Booster. Never saw that card once. Yeah, it happened. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. To the person in chat saying this card sucks. It does not suck. Okay, I'm going to try to get to questions. So, uh, the question I just saw. Three visits. Ravages of War. Impeal of Seal. Capture of Zuzu. Uh, those are not in this set. I can officially say they are not in this set. When we get off the air, like I said, we will publish all of the uh, Carnage Galleys, and those will not be part of it. Um, when deciding on promo cards, does, quote, never printed in foil ever enter into the decision process? Uh, it does. You can actually, Gavin Verhey was asking about um, not only foil, but promos. Like, what cards don't have promo printings? What cards don't have foil printings? And I know for a fact that, uh, for example, the box toppers in this set, some of the consideration that was given to those was if there has ever been a promo version or an alternate art version of those cards. And I know that was a big factor in doing the Urza Lands, for example. There's not like super fancy Urza Lands out there. And so that was one of the reasons why we did the 
So yes, absolutely. When deciding on uh, these cards, never printed in foil definitely enters into the discussion. Uh, and then let's see, is the set being released worldwide next week? So I have not heard of any delays. Um, as is usual, we are living in the COVID world and things happen, um, but people inside the building have been pretty good about notifying me when there have been delays so that we can message that out. And uh, the, uh, I, I've not heard anything about delays for this. So I'm gonna say as of now, yes, it should be delayed. And the fact that the leak was due to essentially stores receiving their product early, I'm gonna go ahead and say that yes, uh, places will be receiving these products. Um, in which, in which product will Fetchland be printed this year? Uh, we're not dancing around it. We're just saving it for the moment where we are going to announce it. Uh, and that is not this stream today, unfortunately. Uh, why was Twin excluded from this set? Talking about um, Splinter Twin, um, probably because it's banned in modern and isn't really played anywhere else. Uh, but I was not part of that collection, so. Uh, are VIP boxes one print like collector boosters? Uh, yes, they are. And this is Steve. What are we doing next week? Uh, next week we are going to be unboxing uh, some VIP editions for people to actually, yeah. you know, see what's in them. Uh, we can we can take a look at them. We'll hopefully have the correct camera set up this time, as opposed to just like showing the card <laughs> to the camera. That's the dream. Uh, but yeah, we, we're going to have some VIP editions, and we'll open them up so that you can see exactly the type of thing that you'll be getting, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, to see kind of the experience. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, trying to get through these. Uh, yeah, so on the draft environment, you know, it's it's going to be tough to draft right now, um, just because the world and getting together. Um, I would recommend that if you want to draft this set, do it on Midgo, uh, do it on Magic Online. Uh, events start tomorrow. Like you can draft this set tomorrow. That's one of the reasons that we are pushing the Artemis Gallery live after this is because the full set's gonna be up tomorrow and ready to draft on Magic Online. Uh, that's part of the Gen Con online experience. So definitely check that out. Uh, you can get more information on mitco.com or going to uh, asktimes.net for uh, Gen Con online. Well, and something that uh, I, we, we get questions about a fair amount on this stream about Double Masters. Midgo has been able to uh, enable that actual drafting experience for Double Masters, which involves two first picks. So you will get the mm -hmm. full Double Masters uh, drafting experience, at least in terms of mechanics, uh, even if you can't actually gather right now in a lot of places. So uh, if you yeah. want to draft Double Masters, you want to get that full experience, you can, in fact, do that on Magic the Gathering Online. Yeah. Uh, next question. What is the mythic pull rate per pack? So uh, Mike Turian talked about this last week, actually, and then he confirmed to me afterwards. It's actually been lowered a little bit. It's about one, uh, one in seven. It, in most sets, it's one in eight. Uh, so yeah, one in seven is about. So it's, it's mythics are slightly more common in Double Masters than they are in other sets. Can we get another pauper downshift? Oh boy, I'm just gonna look at, let's see, is this, is this in pauper? I'm just, I'm just looking at the preview plan right now and you know what, let's let's make the people happy. Give them one more pauper downshift. I love it, I love it. Uh, crib swap, there you go. Ooh. Crib swap, 
Uh, previously only printed as an uncommon. It is a common in this set. So there you go, Crib Swap. For all you folks in chat asking about Amonkhet Remastered, I would pay very close attention to the state of the game coming next week. Coming next week. Yep. Uh, is Pauper Historic planned for Arena? Uh, I don't know. I actually don't know the answer to that. Uh, can we get reset and high tide at some point? Well, I'll talk to some people. Uh, is Triumph in this set? I'm guessing you mean Triumph of the Horde. Triumph. I, this is kind of this is kind of cruel. Just I'm looking at the full list here. Um, no, Triumph of the Horde is not in this set. Uh, should really get a quality microphone. So that's probably a combination of uh, producer Sean not being here to balance things. And also, I literally dropped. I literally dropped my microphone last week. There's a dent. We're getting a new microphone. Uh, so that might be part of it. Are Fetchlands part of the list from Zendikar set? You will learn more about the list at, well, actually, no, we already said no. They're not part of the list from Zendikar set. That we already said publicly. Is Doubling Cube in this set? Uh, pretty sure the answer is no, but I'll check. The answer is no. Doubling cube, not in this set. Um, no fetch lands in the set, despite being a master set. We kind of laid out what was happening with the fetch lands earlier in the year. Uh, so I will refer to my earlier comments. Uh, when can Europe get jumpstart? Um, that was an excellent question. So as soon as possible, uh, we know Europe was one of the most affected when it came to jumpstart. There was uh, a little that got out in the United States, uh, and then places like APAC got it a bit more. Um, and then Europe really had a hard time with Jumpstart, both with uh, the production of it and the shipping. So hopefully soon, uh, but I don't have like a specific date for you. It's just going to, as soon as it is ready, it is going to be shipped out. Why were there so many mystery booster reprints uh, reprinted in uh, slots in double masters? Uh, I honestly don't know. Uh, my guess, my guess, and this is purely a guess, and we can ask Gavin Berry about this, um, is that these sets were kind of created at the same time, and there was maybe a little bit back and forth, but also they're just both really big sets. Like uh, double masters has twice as many rares. Uh, Mystery Booster just has, it is the most cards in a single set ever. And so uh, there just was bound to be some kind of overlap. Oh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I answered the microphone thing. It, it broke. The microphone's fine. We're just having issues with speed. Um, Mox Opal was abandoned modern and it was reprinted. Yes, it was. Uh, it's pretty, it's useful in a lot of commander decks too. I play it in two commander decks, so um, it's not completely worthless. Um, how do you get promos of Rapid Cord if there's no in store play? Great question. Uh, so basically, if you purchase boxes from local stores or um, they may have other promotions. We've kind of loosened the reins on how they can give up promos. So check with your local game store, uh, but you should be able to get them while supplies last as uh, additional uh, uh, bonuses for buying a box. When will we see Aminatsu next? I don't know. I honestly don't know the answer to that. Like I'm not, that's not even my, I can't tell you. I honestly don't know the answer to that. Uh, 
what box toppers printed more on the 121 card print sheets? Uh, there, there is no, um, the rares are twice as common as the, myth, the ones with the rare symbols, I should say, are twice as common as the mythics, but there's no like extra one that's slightly more common uh, as far as I know. Uh, can you confirm or deny supply issues with Double Masters draft boxes that are rumored to be facing? I am not aware of any supply issues with Double Masters. Uh, and they, like I said, I've, I've been kept pretty in the loop for any sort of uh, COVID-related supply issues. When will pauper downshifts be legal in paper? Uh, as, soon as, not, uh, as soon as it releases, as soon as the set releases, could we have more spoilers for commons for popper and future spoiler season so popper players don't have to wait for the full set reveal every time they're playing yeah you know that's that's a good uh piece of feedback for most mo masters sets we have put emphasis on downshifts but because of double masters unique nature and just the sheer number of rares uh we focused on rares this time but that is good feedback um that we will take into consideration Average number of mythics you get in a box, uh, I, I don't know, it's rough, like I said, it's uh, roughly one in seven where it was one in eight before, whatever that math is. Can we see the box topper promo sheet next week? I don't know what that refers to. Uh, any words on Omniket Remastered? Steven did that earlier. I'm so trying to catch up. Let's see. Oh, Blake, which box yeah. toppers are you most personally excited about? Oh, man. I, I know what mine is, but I'm, I'm biased. Oh, I got I got I got So mine, I'm, I'm very excited for the meddling mage box topper, but I wrote, it's because I wrote the flavor text for it. Um, Did you really? I didn't yes, know that. I wrote the flavor text for, uh, for the meddling mage box topper. So I'm really excited about that one. Uh, okay. from a, from a like artistic perspective, uh, man, I really, really like that Absent Angel of Hope one. It's really I nice. I really yeah. like that one. Uh, the Force of Will is great. Uh, just like they're all excellent. They're all really, yep. really excellent. Um, all right. But yeah, all right. Th yeah. Things I'm looking for: exploration, expedition map. So these are so when we talked about it earlier that there were um, ones that didn't have special versions before. Those are two of them. And I have, a, I have a commander deck, those two are going straight into uh, exploration, expedition map, crop rotation, all going to go into that same deck. Um, I can't say I'm excited for Cyclonic Rift, but it'll definitely go in a deck. Um, what else? Oh, Academy Ruins. Um, I have a foil Academy Ruins for my uh, all foil Azami deck, but if I get a foil Academy Ruins uh, full art, I will definitely put that in. Um, yeah, Brainstorm, obviously, love Brainstorm, and Toxic Deluge actually actually is a uh, a cool card that I play in my Grixis Canadian Highlander deck, and I and it's just a regular version. I love to have a special version. Uh, let's see, when will Force of Negation be released? No idea. Honestly, don't know. Uh, is grip of Francis in the set? Uh, I don't think so, but let me check. Uh, 
Uh, and oh, and no, it's not in the set. Um, all of these is X in the set. Um, you know, if you if you hold on for a little bit, they're all going to be up on daily MTG. And you know what, Steve? Why don't you go through some of the questions? Why don't we just publish yeah, them sure. We're hey, yeah, that sounds I'll... good. Uh, let's see here. Uh, take me a sec. We'll just keep chatting with people. Yeah, we... yeah, this is good. We can all react to it in real time. So for all the people that that really like, there are a lot of people saying that the box top art is really great. We're de we'll definitely pass that along to the art team here. Uh, you know, we're it's been really cool to see the reaction in real time to a lot of these like classic magic artists coming back to do their interpretation of these cards on box toppers. I've really liked it. Uh, I am not on the art team or in charge of anything involving art, but certainly I've also passed that along. So uh, let's see here. Oh, and I, that's right. I almost forgot about that panorama on the Urza lands and uh, the Karn. Those, I'm, I, yeah. those look really, really good. Uh, those look awesome. Let's see here. Uh, so many comments in chat. Uh, open a pack for us. Well, we, we're not opening anything today, but next week we will be opening uh, some VIP editions on stream, which is exciting. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have, we literally don't have any physical Yeah, we have no, nothing here. <laughs> nothing here. Couldn't if we wanted to. Indeed. Uh, let's see here. Uh, anything about, about future sets that are not double masters, we will have more to say about that in the future. So anything you want to know about stuff like Zendikar Rising, that'll be coming soon, TM. Uh, but you'll just have to look out for when it is that's going to be. Let's see. Yep. Let's that see. is accurate. Steve and Blake, do you like the Karn art? Uh, yes, I love the Karn yes, art. I, I think it's yes, fantastic. It's wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. Yep. Uh, do you, let's see here. Do you have a specific date uh, where you will announce future sets outside of this year? Stay tuned. It's a future thing. We'll talk about future things in the future. Uh, future things in the future. Um, here's here's a good question: Is the VIP boosters concept uh, going to move forward for other non-master stuff? So, um, you know, for so when you're talking about our regular releases that release into standard, uh, my understanding is no, that can always change. But we're we're going to continue with the collector booster model. So collector boosters will continue. I think. VIP boosters were specific to double masters. Now that's not to say if we do another master set, we won't do another VIP edition. I honestly don't know, uh, but I, I can say it's not like we haven't abandoned collector boosters to move into VIP edition. There will be collector boosters for Zendikar Rising. There will not be a VIP edition. What is Blake's commander deck with exploration, expedition map, and crop rotation? Tatiova. I have a Tatiova lands deck. I have played against it. I'm not going to say it's miserable because that's mean, but I do want to <laughs> say it. Uh, there is that. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, any deck I have that can reliably keep Glacial Chasm in play, it, people just don't know what to do. They, they just stop. I will be the, you know, it's one of those, I'll be the arch enemy where everyone's trying to kill me because I'm so far ahead for whatever reason. And I'll have Glacial Chasm in play, and everyone will just like have to shrug because nobody ever, ever does anything. I mean, in, in fairness, Blake, you are the arch enemy in every commander game I've ever played, even when it is objectively correct to kill me first. Like every single game that I played, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Let's see here. Uh, oh, Blake, here's here's a question that's kind of interesting. Why does it seem like the doubling theme in Double Masters is so small in a set that is marketed on that premise? 
So Double Masters went through an interesting transition. So it was originally back. So two years ago, as you all know, we stopped doing master sessions for a little bit. And um, when we did that, we had um, some master sets in the pipeline that were in various stages of being created. And one of them was an artifact master set. And so when it was decided that we would come back and do another master set, that artifact master set was kind of the, the closest to completion. And so they sort of picked that up, dusted it off, looked at it, and were like, okay, we can start with this as sort of the skeleton of what we're doing and um, build from that. And then in the process of also deciding what they wanted to do with this set and how they wanted to top Ultim Masters, because I mean, as you've heard, so, several people say, how do you top something called ultimate masters? Well, you just, you go more than once, you double it. Um, and so that's where the double concept came from. So the double concept came after sort of the, the bones of an artifact master set. And so when those two were put together, what you got was a set that, you know, when we talked about the archetypes of the format, uh, there's a lot of artifact focused archetypes. And that's, uh, because a lot of that groundwork was already laid. And then um, layered on top of that was the double theme. So uh, that kind of explains how that came to be. Hopefully that answers the question. That was a good answer, Blake. Thanks. From my, from my opinion, I'm, chat, chat will let you know if they think <laughs> it's a good answer. <laughs> uh, where will we be able to find all the spoilers? Uh, on Daily MTG, very shortly, I'm... It is, oh, I know what to do. Uh, so our website has a cache, and it's called C-A-C-H-E, not C-A-S-H. And that cache uh, protects us from some oopsies, but it also makes it so that sometimes when we push publish, it doesn't get published for a little bit. Uh, so I am now currently clearing the cache to see if we can force the full card image gallery up on the website for all you good people watching at home. Uh, when can we hope to see Imperial Seal, Ravages of War, Capture of Zindu? Definitely mispronouncing that. Um, I don't know. Well, again, that is an honest answer. Uh, if that's something that would interest you, uh, I always recommend pinging Gavin Verhey. He's always looking for that kind of feedback. So, oh boy, I'm wow, I'm way behind you. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff. There's a, there's a lot of great questions. And, you know, we're just going to kind of sit here and answer as much of these, as, as many of these as we can. Uh, for the box toppers, I assume you can get a rare and a mythic. The two slots aren't related to one another. It's the same for the VIP boosters. Uh, yes, you can get a rare and a mythic. You can get two mythics. Um, you can get two rares. It's you can get, you two can rares. get any yep. combination of uh, rares and mythics in that in those two slots. Yep. The full set is live, Blake. You did it. I did it. Yep. Uh, yes. If you had to, I think you might have to cash bust it. Um, so if you, here's a little here's a little hint, chat. If you ever go to a daily MPG article and it's not showing up, and maybe your friends, it's showing up for your friends. Uh, put a little question mark at the end of the URL, and then you can type any sort of gibberish, uh, and it'll show up through the cache. Uh, don't 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 tell anyone. <laughs> uh, there's a question about promo versions. So, can you get promo versions in regular booster packs? 
Uh, no, no, and that is the case for both the uh, launch promos that we have uh, for that we're going to be for launch events, but now can be distributed in different ways, and also for the box toppers. You cannot get either of those in regular Double Masters draft booster packs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, what caused the severe misprints in some packs of Jumpstart? And what steps are being taken to ensure that doesn't happen in any future match part? Um, so the the Jumpstart misprints definitely have come to our attention. Um, it, I, first of all, let me say something about when you see misprint uh, posts online. People who get misprints are prone to post them. People who have perfectly fine product aren't going to like post, hey, my jumpstart pack came out totally normal. Like, So what you're going to see every time a set or a product is released is a bunch of, oh, I got these misprints. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's uh, above or below uh, the normal number of misprints. Uh, now for Jumpstart, we are aware that uh, there were some, certainly some weird ones. And so we passed, you know, our, our quality control team is on top of that and looking into it. So I don't know if Jumpstart had more or less than normal. Um, and I, I don't have anything I can say about that, but I will say that we are aware and it's uh, all been passed on to the team to do that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. What else we got? Any other? I mean, there's tons of questions. I'm yeah, there, there are a lot. Up. Still, I'm still like scrolling through and trying to find. I know. Find, figure out, figure out what's where, and separate the comments from the questions. You get this is these are great, by the way. Everybody's yeah, asking yeah. really good um, questions. Why did Brea not get a box topper? Yeah, Blake. Why did Brea not get a box <laughs> topper? It's clearly your fault. It's your Let fault, me, Blake. You previewed it. It's a gen, genuine question. Um, I honestly don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Is uh, the no, I'm saying that because I'm mad that Brea didn't get a box topper either. I love no, Brea. Brea is one of my favorite commanders. Uh, yeah. I, Brea is one of my, like I said, that's why I previewed it. One of my commander decks too. Um, I don't know why Brea in particular didn't get one, but I know that when they were looking at the box toppers again, they were trying to, uh, they were focusing a lot on ones that didn't have previous promo versions. So that's where Brea would qualify. Uh, cards that were usable in a wide variety of formats, but a lot of emphasis was given to Commander and Modern. Obviously, Brea fits into the Commander side of things, not the Modern thing. Uh, and so my guess is that it was just the number crunch and that they only wanted to do, you know, they had a list probably, you know, 80 cards long, 40 cards long at least. Uh, certainly 40 cards long for all the mythics and uh, just kind of chopped down in, from there. So any specific reason, I don't know, uh, but I know that uh, they, a lot of favorites didn't quite get them. But you know what? Maybe next time. <laughs> Could uh, we get more weird crossovers like the Godzilla cards in future sets? I really love the Godzilla crossover. I don't know if we're going to do more, but I really liked it, and I hope that we do stuff like that. Is more. that something you would like? That's how, that's how we... Yeah. So if you're ever at a panel, and someone <laughs> from Wizards of the Coast says, is that something you would like? That's because they can't answer the question. Even like just giving away no. all the trade secrets. All the trade secrets. That's what, you know what? I've already put the card image gallery up. People who are sticking with us are sticking with us because they're having a good time. And you know what? Let's just have a good time with them. I really, I uh, seriously though, I did enjoy that Godzilla uh, crossover that we did with Akoria. I thought it was perfectly thematically resonant. Um, I don't know if we're doing more stuff like that, but genuinely, if that's something that you would like to see, let us know. Yeah. Um, here's a good question. Has, has Magic gauged the feedback from the VIP booster reception? So let's talk about online feedback generally and uh, the VIP edition specifically. 
Um, so uh, one, yes, all of the feedback that we've heard on the VIP edition uh, has been heard. Just because we don't respond to feedback doesn't mean we don't hear it. Believe me, we hear it. Believe me, I would love if I could keep some of our vice presidents off of Reddit. Um, if you, if feedback is loud and clear on Reddit, on Twitter, on Facebook, it is heard. Trust me, it is, you know, if, if I have to go to one more meeting where a VP is like, well, I saw this post on Reddit, so this, um, well, I'm not going to do anything because it's definitely going to happen again. Uh, but uh, let's talk about feedback. So negative feedback uh, is something we take very seriously, but it's also something we have to take with a grain of salt, especially when it's about an unreleased product. So VIP edition, we got a lot of negative feedback. And, and let me be very clear. I am not discounting the negative feedback that we've received on VIP edition. Some of it is good and accurate. And what it does is it represents people's but we have to take some of it with a grain of salt because, you know, we got a lot of fe that feedback on the VIP edition before this set was previewed. Um, so, you know, the, it, it's hard to say if a, a $100 VIP edition product is, is quote unquote worth it until you know the content. And when we hear that before the contents are previewed, we have to then again, look at the um, feedback that comes later as well. So it's a whole, Spectrum. We don't just take a slice in time and say, oh, people are mad right now. Uh, we were clearly wrong. We have to look at a lot of data. We have to look at, yes, online feedback, but we also have to look at sales data. People, you know, are, there's, there's a lot of consternation about, well, it's sold. And so they're just going to keep doing it and keep doing these terrible things. Well, when people purchase something, generally speaking, not always, I'm talking generally, it means they like it or they want it. Uh, and so that is a vote of confidence for something when people purchase it. And when, equally so, when they don't purchase it, that is a vote of confidence against it. Um, but that is only one aspect of it. We take a lot of the feedback that we hear online too, and we try to make things better. So uh, yes, the feedback for VIP edition is definitely heard. Uh, no, it's not the only component as to what these product types of products in the future may or may not look like. Thus ends my VIP edition. And so endeth Blake's VIP edition monologue. Uh, so we, somebody asked, where's Fibblethip? And then somebody immediately took my answer, which is behind me on the shelf. Yep. Uh, yeah. Fibblethip is totally lost. That is where Fibblethip is. Uh, let's see here. Um, somebody, uh, this is this is for the person that keeps asking, can I, uh, is it possible to pull two mythics in one pack? Yes, it is. One pack of double masters, yes. Other yep. packs, sometimes. It is possible with the foil. Um, yep. but for double masters, yes, it is possible for you to get two mythics in your rare and mythic slots. It is also possible to get two mythics in your foil, two foil slots. So it is possible theoretically to get four mythics in a single pack. Possible. Yep. It's possible. Possible. Um, okay. Here's a good comment, uh, playing off my, my VIP edition monologue. Uh, if you had said there are common box toppers in VIP, that would have helped absolutely yep 100 um communications missed that that was that was on us so the the mistake came because when we're talk first of all these products are getting more and more complicated they just are that is a fact that's now why we're doing articles like collecting Ecoria or introducing the vip edition because there's a lot more components to these products than there used to be so they one they are complicated 
Now, too, we have all those details. We should be able to get it right. But a lot of the time when we're doing this, we're looking at a spreadsheet that is laying out um, the product, uh, just what's in the product. And so what we'll see on a spreadsheet is that there are rare and mythic box toppers um, without necessarily the context that they were up to. Now, that's not to say that we shouldn't have put A and B together and, and said that, um, but that's just giving you a little picture at how it happened. It wasn't, we weren't trying to pull the wool over anyone's eyes. It was an honest mistake. It just was a very public and bad mistake that uh, people rightfully got upset about. Like it was a mistake. It was. Uh, what is the foil rate for each rarity and draft versions? I don't know. That's no another idea. one of those things I would look up on a spreadsheet, but we, we've only got about six minutes left. So um, we're going to try to. Why were the standard double masters box toppers non foil? Was it to add a uh, product to the VIP? Um, I honestly don't know. Uh, I know we get a lot of feedback that some people like foils, some people do not like foils. And so when you're talking about something that's already uh, limited uh, print run, putting both non foils and foils in the VIP edition and only in the VIP edition would, first of all, really upset people. Uh, but second of all, it would make it so that there are fewer copies of each out in the world. Um, but the actual answer, I don't know. Um, Blake, what's your favorite song? It says, we all know Steve loves uh, All-Star, but what is your favorite song, Blake? <laughs> uh, currently, it is uh, The Chain by Fleetwood Mac. Oh, Although I have, I have been doing a lot of, I have been singing a lot of uh, Wait For It. Mm, mm. Uh, how many VIP edition boosters are being printed? Oh, so we don't actually release that information. I don't know that information, and it's also not information we release. Um, yeah, it just it hasn't been. We've never talked about the exact number of things that are out there. We'll give kind of general estimates, like more than X, less than Y, where X and Y are other products and not numbers. But uh, yeah. See, and we're, we're about five minutes left in the stream. We could cut it early so that people can go look at the, the card image yes. gallery. Thank you, thank you, everybody, for sticking with us, even though the card yeah. image gallery is. Yeah, we appreciate yeah. it. There's still like a little under 700 people here. So, thanks so much. Uh, is it possible to pull two or three or four of the same rare in a collector booster? So, I don't. I think it's probably possible to get like a foil and a box topper that are the same. It's not possible to get two foils that are the same or two box toppers that are the same. And honestly, I don't even know about the first one if it's possible. Um, but it's definitely not possible to get two of the same box topper or two of the same foil. Uh, are the full art basic lands in draft boosters? No, they are not. Uh, nope. The full art lands are only available in VIP edition. Uh, can we expect more narrative attached to standard sets in the future? I feel like Magic Gathering is a key component that makes it. Stay tuned. There will be news on that sometime soon. Okay. Will set boosters appear in bundles in the future, such as a set bundle? Maybe. 
Uh, that's another thing we're taking in a lot of feedback on right now. Uh, and again, that's a product that hasn't actually come out yet. Like the set booster has not <laughs> actually come out yet. So yep. uh, we'll, so we'll be see. taking feedback beforehand and after it comes out. Uh, people asking for, is this thing in Double Masters? I would encourage you to go to dailympg.com and check out the Cartimage Gallery. Steve, do you play on Arena? I do play on Arena. I do. I like Arena a whole lot. I play mostly draft. Uh, and sometimes I will queue up in the casual constructed queue, but mostly draft. Uh, you can know me by my display name, which is Steve. It's very creative. Uh, I have not yet managed to get the Mythic Orange treatment unlocked for me because I'm not technically on the Arena team. Uh, but my... Dude, I have Mythic Orange. I can get you Mythic Orange. Oh, cool. Great. We should yeah, do that. That's easy. <laughs> so... that's easy. You go through train... you uh, but yes, I do play, with me. I do play uh, Magic the Gathering Arena, mostly draft. Uh, my avatar is Dovin Bond, so if you see somebody named Steve with the avatar Dovin Bond, it might be me. Maybe not. I'm sure other people have the have the name Steve that also like Dovin Bond. Mm. Um, okay, last two questions, then we're going to go. Um, uh, have either of you played Double Masters in paper? Which nope, no, not been into the office. We're no. not going to be in the office anytime soon, so we have not physically seen each other quite a while. It's sad. I miss Blake. That's why I, I look wistfully at this cup with his face on it when he's not around. Uh, last question I'm going to answer. Uh, why the ravenous trap upship? Uh, we have not discussed this already. I don't know the exact answer to it. Uh, my sense, again, without getting the exact answer, is that ravenous trap is really lame and common. And it shows up a lot and it's basically pointless in draft. And so opening it as an, un like, it's not going to be drafted for your draft deck. And so it's likely for the draft environment, uh, but I can't say that for sure, because I don't actually know. Uh, you know, one of the interesting things about Double Masters is that it has a lot of rares and mythics, and they had to pull some of those numbers from other places. Uh, so it's also possible they're like, we really want Ravenous Trap in this set. We are out of uncommons. We could not do this rare. Maybe that was, I honestly, I don't, I'm guessing a lot. Maybe it was specifically to create this conversation so that everybody's talking about Ravenous Trap. I don't know. Honestly, don't. Uh, but we're coming up that on is time 3.30. Here. That is, you know what, that is time. Uh, we appreciate everyone who stuck with us um, and Thank chatted you so with much. us. Yeah. Great, great question fun. this week. Awesome. Really yeah. well done. I'm I'm sweating. <laughs> it's because I made so Blake much. turn off his fan because there was I too much background noise. Turn off my noise. fan and shut the door. It's, it's the whole thing. So uh, to, where will the rest of the cards be draft be, be found, Steve? Uh, they are on Daily MTG now. So if you go to dailymtg.com, you yes. can see the full card image gallery of Double Masters, commons, uncommons, rares, mythic rares, all that stuff will be on the product image gallery page on dailymtg.com. Uh, additionally. If you want to see us open up some VIP editions, that will be next week's show. Producer Sean will be back, which will be great Thank for God. us because it means I won't accidentally click on something and reveal Imperial <laughs> Recruiter like two minutes before it was supposed to get revealed. Uh, so, yeah, thanks, everybody, for coming, and I guess we'll, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Uh,